guess mine is not the first heartbroken. My eyes are not the first to cry. I'm not the first to know. There's just no getting over you. I'm just a fool who's willing to sit around and wait for you. But baby, can't you see there's nothing else for me to do? I'm hopelessly devoted to you. Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Josh. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Ed. We apologize. We, if you're joining us live, we are starting a little bit late. Uh, if you're not joining us live, then um, I'm not apologizing. To we're you. right you on time. It. Yes, we're, <laughs> yes, we are exactly. The we time downloaded you onto your iTunes on schedule. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, we're trying to, we have, we're working out the kink, shall we say, between the last episode and this episode, Jennifer and I moved into a new house or we moved into a house because we were in an apartment before, uh, we bought a house, we moved into it and we are still working out the kinks pretty much across the board. I think that's pretty much how you can describe the entirety of our lives at the moment, (laughs) but we're doing our best. We are back to discuss Glee. And you can't beat that. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, we're doing all right. Jennifer, how are you? I'm good. Good. Doing good. Trying, you know. Um, so we moved in last Thursday. And so it's been a week and a half. And in three more days, my dad is coming to visit. And then he's going to leave. And my mom and stepdad are coming in the same day that he leaves. And... We are going to have company for the next two weeks, so um, we get a because l- we hate our lives. Lot no. to do because we love our family. <laughs> that's or Josh loves me. That's a that's the right way to put it. Yeah, because I love you. That's why. <laughs> uh, Glad my family doesn't listen to us. <laughs> uh, but yes, no, we're very busy. We have a thousand things going on, and all of our stuff was in a box. All the podcasting stuff usually i don't touch the podcasting stuff like once we get it all set up the way we like it i just never touch it and i only touch it enough to like plug our computer into it and push record (laughs) yeah that's the extent of it but in order to move i just unplug everything and put it in boxes and and then tonight i had to do it all again so we're kind of working out the uh corners but we are back to discuss the new episode of glee entitled the part you were born to play and that's very exciting and uh we will um and we have some songs from glee 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 we have some songs from greece to listen to they called it glee i know but that's not right anyhow (laughs) it's just weird they do that they do that all the time 
and uh, and we're back. Um, Ed, how are things in Florida? Uh, things are awesome. Um, I went to the last day of food and wine today. It was oh, kind of cool. so want to do that. It, it was kind of like sad. It's like oh, all these all these countries are vanishing tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> got some got some straight up legit uh, desserts over at the dessert cart, and I don't know. I I, I did a lot. No, I lost stuff. And then two weeks ago, there was a. a a guest was tweeting at me. I mean, you know, I guess she was a guest. Angie, she was on Twitter, and she's like, "I'm at FCAS today. Can we meet up?" And we met up, and we 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 had like a Ed meet and greet. It was awesomeness. <laughs> it was actually crazy. It was crazy. Awesome. I was like at work, and I like it was it was it was so it was so cool meeting someone. I wish like I was I wish I wasn't like at like I was like in the middle of my day at work and was able to talk to Angie. But she was awesome. And we we had picture and it was fun. It was fun times. Is she a listener or she was just somebody yeah. you met at Disneyland or Disney? No, no, she was she was a she was a listener and was like oh. I'm at I'm at Epcot today. Can we meet up? That's that's so cool. incredibly cool. Well, very cool. I'm I'm so uh, I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. Um, we're going to Disneyland in two weeks. We will, yeah, we'll go in two weeks. We, as soon as everybody oh, the, leaves the, us. The, the, photo, the, <laughs> photo, the photo is on the is oh, on the, the uh, Facebook page of oh, me cool. and Andy. Oh, cool. Awesome. Let's check that out. Uh, yes. So, so Jennifer, Joshua, I've been watching Homeland uh, because it's been winning all these awards, and even though I think Claire Danes like plays subtle degrees of manic. Uh, and not much else. And I find that guy's American accent really distracting because I look at him and I just see the highlands of Scotland, even though I think he's Irish. Have you? Yeah. Um, okay. But I just look at him and I see an Irishman. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching Homeland. And in episode two of Homeland, there was a scene where one of uh, this woman was hiring brides, or she was casting brides for a Shah, for like uh, some kind of Arabian prince, um, which is what they do. They, they send white women over here and they, they cast brides and they send them over there. And the entire scene was her talking to this girl who was wearing nothing but a pair of stripper heels and panties. And this entire like kind of strange scene where she's talking to this girl who's topless and then they have a very uncomfortable conversation about sex and there's some inappropriate touching and uh, orders to shave private areas. And then she sends the topless girl away. And I always feel bad for the actress whose entire scene in the show is just to stand there and be topless and kind of exploited. It's always weird. Uh, And it was Marley. It was (laughs) Melissa Benoist who plays Marley. So if that's of interest to you, you can find that in the second episode of Homeland. And I thought it was so strange because the gross majority of actors on Glee have pretty G-rated pasts as far as their work. I mean, if you do hunt the internet, you can find reasonably revealing photos of Leah Michelle and Heather Morris. Morris, uh, But But they're uh, artsy stuff. Well, Heather Morris was just a stupid actress who sent naked pictures to her boyfriend who then put them online. Uh, but Leah Michelle did, you know, cause she was topless in spring awakening. Um, but even like the other ones, like nobody has that one crazy movie. They wish they could take off their resume. You know, hmm. I mean, Cory Monty, I, I mean, maybe he wants to take off white noise too, 
but uh, he does. Me and Monte Carlo. What was that? Oh, Monte Carlo. Oh, Monte Carlo. Okay. Yeah. No, he was big in that. That was big time. <laughs> I just meant White Noise too because he has no lines. He just walks through. Oh, he did that really lousy sci-fi movie called Hybrid, I think, with Justine Bateman, where he played like a mutant. It's not a good movie, <laughs> but okay. uh, but yes. So there you go. So Marley. Marley's been in other stuff. Someone is commenting. Sarah in the chat room is saying that Corey has a movement, movie where he's naked. All right. So apparently that's out there more, if you want to look for it. No. So anyway, it's okay. it, it was pretty. Inter- it was funny just because I was like, where do I know her from? She's so anonymous looking. And then I'm like, oh, crap. She's the new girl on Glee. Uh, so um, we are here to talk about the part you were going to play. Jennifer... What did you think about the part you were going to play? Um, I I thought it was okay. I thought it was a good first half of a, a two-part episode. Interesting. Oh, so the second part being the actual production of Glee. Next week. Or of Greece. Yes. <laughs> I'm so tired. All right. All right. It's Ed, okay. what did you think of the part you were going to play? I thought it was fantastic. I think what... What where Glee almost always is successful is 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 when there's something that we're headed towards, and I think it's, they're doing a good job like pinching like they're giving us little pinches because before we just had like sectionals and regionals and nationals and now it's like now they're like oh let's give you these little pinches and let go like like uh, Greece is the new pinch and we're gonna like and then it's gonna be we're gonna let go so as long I feel as long as we're like building towards something in the short term and building towards something in the long term like, like uh, for for me the 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 necessary requirement for it being a successful episode was learning more thing about, about the characters or introducing ourselves to new characters and both those things happened so this is a successful episode very good you know, I, I agree with you to a point. I think it was a successful episode. I think it was a successful episode. I don't think it was a great episode. Well, I, didn't, I, I don't think it was great. But like, if you if you didn't watch this episode, you'd feel like you missed something. Yes. And that's, that, that's the key. That's the key. I, that is a great way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it, wasn't, it was a very successful episode. It wasn't the best episode ever, but I liked pretty much all of the dance numbers. Uh, or all the songs I I liked um, you know there there was lots of good uh, there was lots of good if bizarrely unmotivated scenes with Sue which we all love and uh, you know well that's just setting up future stuff exactly clearly. Um, ironically though I think this is an episode that a lot of people will hate simply by from a general distaste of it was an episode largely about the two characters that most people don't like i mean mr shu and I like, finn I were like the focus that. oh we're doing mr shu and emma that was crazy it was crazy i actually cared about them i was like oh yeah was i thought really it was well, well played done. yeah i thought it was really well done very, but very well done. I, he has to be the least favorite character on this show like no I thought, I thought you were talking about marley <laughs> like marley <laughs> what does everyone hate marley god i love marley i mean the show was largely Corey. Uh, Corey Schuster and then kind of a mix of the 2.0s which no one really likes either. Rachel wasn't in this episode and I didn't I thought I thought my first Rachel list episode would be like OMG I miss her but you know I didn't like the episode finished and I was like well that was still Glee and Rachel wasn't in it and it was still good like yeah that's Honest- what I felt about 
that was, and that's my next question for you guys, which obviously you already entered, answered, Ed. Uh, and my question for you, Jennifer, being, what did you think about this being our first episode in the history of the series to have no Rachel and Kurt? For me, I didn't miss them. I kind of liked having an episode that was entirely focused in one location, focused on the Glee Club, God forbid, um, mm-hmm. and focused on the dramas that made Glee what I like, what what I first liked about it, the dramas of self-identity and, you know, personal expression and what you're willing to risk to be yourself, like with the unique storyline. Um, I really... This this was a lot of the touch points that I like about Glee, and so to be focused and not be schizophrenically darting from from you know the Midwest to the East Coast, um, I actually kind of liked it. I, I I actually found it nice to be able to just relax for sixty minutes, um, and not have it forcing those two forcing a way to find those two plot lines in one place. Uh, but you. I agree. Honestly, I mean, at the end of it, it occurred to me that we didn't see them. But as far as the, you know, the, the flow of the episode and the, the depth that they were able to take with the, the different storylines, I I really appreciate it. It was refreshing. It was very comforting, too. Hmm. There's something kind of easy and comfortable about it. But, um, I, yes, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word. Like, what was the word? Like, like you know... Like you're, I don't know. Like you're, you're, you're visiting an old friend. Yes. Oh, totally. There, it was, it, it was nice to just be, to just have an episode that that wasn't trying so hard yeah. to be eight different things. And as much as I enjoy, I really do in, enjoy seeing what Kurt and Rachel are going through. But so much of what their experiences are, I just want to poke holes in it. Yeah. As opposed to just kind of enjoy it and watching it play out. I mean, there's a certain there's a certain security to the Lima, Ohio and McKinley High. There's yeah. a certain like like we under we all recognize there's no question in anyone's mind that Lima, Ohio, within the context context of Glee, is a magical fantasy land where people sing and dance, and we don't have a problem with it. You know, like yeah. no. It, if it happens within the context of McKinley High School... Oh, by the way, the new drinking game is when planes fly over the, you guys hear the, airplane? the, the house. So if you can hear that plane, it's time to drink. Because oh, we really are in the flight one. path now. Yeah, that was actually a pretty quiet Yeah, we, we moved away from the fire station closer to the airport. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, it's like... So if it, if it occurs within the confines of McKinley High, I'll pretty much give you... As long as you're still emotionally true, I'll give you all the lat- latitude in the world to be absolutely absurd. I mean, there's nothing they haven't done that that we didn't kind of buy into a little. But there's something about when they go to New York, I, I'm expecting a greater level of realism. I don't really w- suspend disbelief as well when we're in New York. And so yeah. the fact that oh, like... Yeah. You know, Finn comes back, this like 18 year old kid with no degree who just shot himself the leg. Sure, we're going to surround him with a bunch of freaking children and have him run the, you know, direct the school play. Like in real life, he'd be arrested for hanging out. Everyone would be like, who's the creepy old guy? And and now he's going to run the Glee Club like 
I'm, you know, like as we, as we've said on the show, I loves me some thin, but seriously, like he is. There's no way to look at this. And then when Mercedes and Mike showed up, there's no way to look at that and not just see. Y'all need to get some life. Okay, right it's now. not like they all graduated college and are coming back four to five years later. He's only one to three years older than these people on the show. So it's not as creepy as you make it out to be. The second you graduate, you become a creepy old guy. What school did you go to? The second, like, oh, come on. Like, you go to prom and you see a guy who graduated last year. Come on. That's a little weird. Depends on who he was with. <laughs> if he's with a freshman, it's okay. Mm. If he's with a teacher, it's awesome. Uh, so. My science teacher married a girl that graduated a year ahead of me. Totally creepy. Yeah. Um, he was only 22 himself. <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little, I don't know. For me, it was a little. Yeah. Creepy. Let's listen to All a song. Right. Um, we've got, uh, so they've released the entire soundtrack of Gleese, as they called it. It's called the uh, Glee, the music presents Gleese. It does have a re-release of You're the One That I Want. Uh, no, of, uh, um, of Summer Nights. Uh, as Summer a re-release Lovin'. of Summer Lovin'. Thank you. So you can find Get that. Get it right. But uh, it has all the songs from uh, Greece. It, uh, though, I don't, I wasn't able to find the other songs from the episode. The ones that were not Greece related. So yeah. I will see if I can find those. What I do have is Born to Hand Jive, which was performed in this episode. So let's take a little listen to that. Uh, this is Born to Hand Jive here on the Gleeful Podcast. Sarah in the chat room says that it was summer nights. So sorry. <laughs> Is it really? I hosted a lot of karaoke on the cruise ship. Oh. So, uh, that's the Born to Hand Jive number. Um, I totally forgot this was in I know I had to describe the whole scene to you. I know, I don't. And then when you described it, I'm like, oh, I remember now. Yep, I totally remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so not my, it's so my least favorite show. Um, now, we also had the appearance of Blake in this episode. Blake, the winner of Glee Project Season 2, which must be funny when he walks on set with Samuel... And uh, and Alex and they're all like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, yeah, it's that type of thing. Uh, <laughs> wonder whatever happened to Damien and Lindsay. I don't know, right? So did she do her four? I think she did was, two. She did two. Yeah. 
So, Ed, what did you think of Blake as the uh, newest member of the 2.0s? Oh, my God. That's that's Blake. I see. I haven't watched. I didn't watch Glee Project at all. I was like, I like this kid. He's cool. He looks different. They cut his hair way different. Well, not way different, but they cut it different enough that it makes him look really dorky. I They definitely I toned down his beaverness. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he was very oh, pretty. See, you were sad. I didn't know it was him. I was like, oh, my God. There's so many males in this Glee Club. What, like, what ha- what's going to happen when that guy comes in in addition oh. to this? <laughs> so I was literally thinking to the episode, like, gosh, this is going to be male heavy. And Tina's, and Tina's still not going to get the female solos. Aww. <laughs> Well, now she's now she's turning them down. She's not even going to try for them. I know. She's so mad at <laughs> that Mike. That was so funny. She's like, like, I'm wow. not even going to audition. I was like, this is your own. You're barely on the show as it is. But that's the writer saying, oh, this is why this is why she's not in the production. Yeah, the writers have no idea what to do with Tina. So they're just oh. going to pretend she doesn't even exist. Now. She was given a part, wasn't she? Uh, she did she, end up getting cast. She got Jan. Jan, yeah. Who is one of the pink ladies who I don't even think sings. <laughs> she does like a little half a, you know, commercial thing. <laughs> but that she doesn't have a song. Now, I will say about I I liked Blake in this episode. It's I like I I liked Blake. I thought as of all of the Glee Project people, he was kind of the one I was I felt like felt less like he was cast on a reality show. He felt kind of just, and maybe it's that the bar is really low with the other 2.0s right now because they all look so anonymously pretty. Like what I loved about the original Glee cast is they looked so definitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tina is not anonymously pretty. Nobody looks like Leah Michelle. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Mercedes, Mercedes, the classic story of how long, you know, and, and Kurt, like, no other show was going to put him on TV. And that's why it was amazing to watch, you know? And my my favorite thing about Corey Monteith is how incredibly awkward he looks. Like, to the, he still looks like he's a grown man in a boy's body. And I don't think he's acting that. <laughs> exactly. And yet, Marley, Jake, Kitty, and Ryder. I'm pretty impressed I was able to pull all those um, in, in yeah. short order. Um, they are all so anonymously pretty. They all look like everybody else on the WB. And yeah. it bothers me that they're so, they don't have that uniqueness that we used to get from cast members on Glee. They don't look like nobody else. They look like everybody else. Yeah. That said, the introduction of Ryder and the kind of like, you know, love square that we seem to be working towards is not the worst plot line in the world that kind like, of like, oh, like people complain that the 2.0s are too similar to the to the to the 1.0s yes but even even if they're like even if the characters are written to be 2.0s in my mind the way they interact is like there's less of them obviously and the way yes. they're interacting is is in a unique new new and unique ways like just like just because Clearly, Kitty's a, a Quinn two point and mm-hmm. like, but they're not exact. Like, it's not exactly the same, and that whole their whole interaction scheme isn't exactly the same. So, to me, it's it's not the same. It's not the same. It's yeah, it's not the same. It's um, it's like it's like it's, you have I don't know. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna D and D reference. It's like you have the same like warrior, white mage, whatever, but you're going on a different 
journey with them, <laughs> even if it's the same cast of people. Uh, here, I'll say it a little different. Uh, I think that the the issue is um, they're just not they're they're just not a thing yet. Like that they, they they don't have their own storylines yet. They're still getting versions of storylines we've already seen. But that's but I mean that's what happens in high school. Like not like nothing. I mean nothing like, changes. Like, like not like it's it's how it like that's how high school kind of is at least Glee has made me believe it to be so. I mean that I mean <laughs> at that least wasn't in my life in high school, but I'm sure that was somebody's. So, uh, and it so we had what the big number from them. I did like the pink number. I don't really like that song, but I like the song that uh, Unique and Marley did. It's kind of rare that we get a song where two people are just like having uncontrollable fun it appears it was, she was, it was almost so distractingly I that. joyous I love that scene <laughs> yeah that was that and was that totally incredible. awkward bathroom scene that was just a segue for that song like, yeah, I, don't, I didn't even mind it i was like whatever this is a segue i actually whatever. liked that i like to see sue more just more casually interact not casually but like as opposed to having like a big setup and then a confrontation with Sue, I like that Sue was just in the bathroom and she's <laughs> like, "Okay, and I'm going to give my two cents." And and I I thought it was hysterical the way she was so distracted by Marley. She goes, "I don't even know how to make fun of you." Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what I makes Marley cute. not Rachel. Yeah, that's mm. true. Yeah, what was the best she could come up with was like, "And you with your proportioned face and beautiful eyes." Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not and she stole her. She stole her lip gloss or her lip balm. <laughs> yeah, didn't was that Marley's makeup was she Marley's, was putting on? Yeah, Is because, that what the joke was? Because when they left, Marley reached over the sink and grabbed her makeup case. And oh, okay. Out. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was just strange. I was like, "That's a." I, I couldn't. Watching Sue put on makeup just seemed weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, which brings us to Sue as well. I didn't. There were two things in this episode that I actually really didn't like for the same reason. They felt shoehorned in because the writers needed something. And one of them was Sue's dislike of Unique or is Wade performing as Unique or, or mm-hmm. you know, living as Unique pretty much, but performing. I didn't... It felt out of character for who Sue is. Sue has always just disliked people for a matter of course, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. she always had a reason, but when it came to like equality and such, she was actually kind of in favor of that one. Like she just disliked people because they were annoying or because, you know, they were ugly or whatever. Right. But when it came to like, be true to who you are, mm-hmm. she usually came down on the side of that right. part of it. And I didn't understand at all what her issue with Unique was in that. Uh, did Like, Ed, did that make any sense to you? Did you get anything out of that that I was missing? They just needed, they just needed some controversy and it just... Sue was the only one who could provide it. Like, <laughs> of the characters we had, like, I don't know. They didn't want to do another bully story. They didn't want to do another bully storyline. So, yeah. or at least not yet. And if she had said what her problem was, or at least clarified it in an emotionally true way, but she just kind of did her general, like, Sue insulty act. And then usually she does the big Sue insulty act. And then at the very end of it, she has a point. And we understand why we went through that. Yeah, like maybe she's going to say, the reason I'm saying you can't do this is because I don't think that anybody can 
you know, handle the, you know, the, you know, the outrage and exactly, the, you know, the well, the, she's, she's saying that afterwards that, exactly. that Lima, Ohio is becoming a cesspool of of freedom and that it's not reflective of the real world so she kind of did you know but then i still always go back to the madonna episode she idolized madonna yeah. because madonna was true to herself and she embraced her sexuality and she embraced who she was and she wasn't afraid to 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 dress and and act a certain way and gotta get those back claws out cat jumped up on cat jennifer's jumped up on me. Um, so every time she gets on her moral high horse about things, I, I get really confused, you know, yeah. you know, cause she, she didn't like Britney Spears, but she's okay with Madonna. I'm like, Britney Spears is just Madonna 2.0. I don't understand what the issue is. Yeah. It just seemed out of character for me as well. It just, it, but yeah. it's, you're right, Ed. It just seemed like we need a reason for Sue to be around. So this is the one we're going to come up with right now. Yeah, even and, though it seems out of character. And then the whole the whole scene in the you know Principal Figgins' office, you know, discussing this, and when he describes who Unique is in a very inappropriate way, even if he didn't know <laughs> it was a male, or especially because he didn't know it was a male, he was a little too enamored with her form, and I just that creeped me out. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Uh, the other thing in this episode that I felt was totally out of character and strange was, of course, Finn's um, saying, yeah, Finn's outburst saying that Sue had a retarded child. Now, I don't. It was it was weird. Again, it was the same thing. It felt like and you even said it right after he said that where you're like, oh, they're just they just need to give Sue a reason to hate Finn. Yeah. They they need she's kind of exhausted every excuse to bring down the, you know, glee club and bring down different individuals that are supporting it. Now she has absolute justification in doing that. And it was just like I mean, yes, if you can, pl- however you want to look at it, I think it was dumb. And this isn't me coming to Finn's defense because whatever he said, like I, I, I guess I don't even want to talk about whether or not what he said was intentional or wrong or whatever. All I want to say is it just like either it was you can either say it was out of character because Finn's supposed to be smarter now and better now, right. and it was out of nowhere because that hasn't even come up this season. As like possibly even an issue. And you can say it's lazy writing because Finn's had this plot line twice already. Yeah, where he's done, stuck his foot in his mouth with Kurt. Yes. And then with Santana. And the other thing that bothers me is that they've addressed, you know, the other characters and what they go through or what their experiences have been with um, discrimination. The other characters who have Down syndrome. And... It just to me felt a little unnecessary. Yeah, you know, exactly. To, to you know, to pick on an infant. Yeah, like when they've already you know had character older characters you know I- I- explain what had happened to them and you know you get to see how it's affected their lives. 
uh, Sapien in the chat room said, Finn's dumb, but he's not that dumb. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how it feels. And if that plot line was being played with, like, if Jake said that, or if, you know, one of the new 2.0s that, like, quote unquote, haven't learned their lesson yet. Right. Like, then it would have, you know, then we'd all be like, oh, and it wouldn't be as, oh, God, I've seen this plot line twice before. And we're going to have to have these conversations where people like, ah, it's horrible. Like, I just... Oh, it just seemed lazy. It was just lazy, bad writing in that one moment. And then it was never acknowledged again. The next scene is him being, having an incredibly sweet moment with Unique, which I thought was a beautiful moment where he gave her the part and he was like, I've got your back, but you've still got to live with this. And, and she cried and said, for a moment, I feel like I belong somewhere. Like, I thought that was such a beautiful moment. Like, one of the best of the season so yeah. far. And it was totally ruined for me by the absurd moment that led up to it. Yeah. The previous time we'd seen Finn where he said this strange, you know, this totally stupid thing and then had no repercussions. Didn't make any sense. <laughs> Ed, what did you think? Do you think that Finn was, you know, just putting his foot in his mouth? Or do you think it was, you know, di- did it seem out of character to you as well? Um, I agree with what you said about, like, Finn may be dumb, but he's not that dumb. And I don't know. It just maybe maybe they're just trying to build up to a Finn, Sue, like, a rivalry. Mm. That's That's... That's that's the only thing I good part I can see coming from that. Yeah. Oh, um, Jen Shu has another good comment in the chat room saying she's sick of the writers using Finn to be the politically incorrect one. Yeah, that is getting old. <laughs> he does. That very, does very seem old. to be kind of. Yeah, it's kind of. We'll just throw it on the pretty white dude because we know he'll be okay. I don't know. <laughs> like it's it, it's a little obvious to keep going back well. to that well. I mean, and then it's like he is a good—he is a good target or a good scapegoat for that because, you know, like what is what it, what's holding him back or or what are his? How would he be discriminated against or? Yeah, you know, you have to judged. kind of manufacture stuff. Yeah, interesting. Um, well, here let's uh, let's listen to a song. Seems like a good moment for that. Um, I did find the songs, and one of the cool things is that our new internet connection at the new house is freaking awesome. So <laughs> I was able to download them while we were talking. Nice. So let me see if I can find. Uh, we'll do the pink song that I quite liked. Um, well, I liked the number. Let's pull it on. So here is Blow Me. One last kiss. Uh, here wow. on the Clemo podcast. <laughs>
Sarah in the chat room just wrote exactly what I was thinking. This performance was nice to watch, but not to listen to. <laughs> when I was when I was watching yeah. it, I was like, I was watching it. And I was thinking that it was like thirty seconds too long. Yeah, I know. agree with that too. It was a bit. It it did go a beat long. Now somebody had a really good. Oh, uh, typo had a really good comment in the chat room saying, "It bugged me that none of the seniors had good roles in Glee. They're seniors." And it's, That's I think, cute. Yeah. on the one hand, right. she's absolutely right. All of the leads went to freshmen and sophomores. But on the other hand, I'm thinking, well, the only people left over on the show, like all the current seniors are all second string. It's all yeah. Artie and Tina. And Artie's <laughs> resigned himself as director. <clears throat> so, has. I mean, he's not into performing as much unless he really does want to be the car, which was kind of funny. <laughs> that was a good joke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yes, this was a uh, this was a fun number. We had a, I I actually really liked the uh, the Blaine number, uh, the um, uh, hopelessly devoted. Yes. That was a really nice number. It was a different type of song for him. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It was a and it was you know kind of a he. He's funny how he sings like Leah Michelle, where he's always just about to break out in tears. Like yeah. that, that classic thing. Uh, but that was also a good number. And Everybody Talks, I wasn't in love with, but it wasn't bad. Ed, what did you think of Everybody Talks? Um, it's just a, every Neon Tree song has been a duet, is what I was thinking when I was watching. It's like every time they do a Neon Tree song, it's, well, I mean, it's only twice, but. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what, there's what? only two Neon Tree songs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, what's the chance of that? Uh, I mean, I I liked it. I like their. I like the is Mark is the name Mark Kitty dynamic. I think, I think like it showed the potentials of the like. As soon as we get over the fact that they're two point and like let, let let like allow them to be characters, which which that which the writers need to do too. It's like we need to give some and they need to give some. Yeah. I felt I felt like it was a glimpse of. I felt glimpses of like potential awesomeness. I was like, you know, like next season when when this like this is what we have, like this is what we're looking yeah. at. I mean, oh my god, we're I'm talking about next season because season four is new season one, <laughs> and season five is new season two. Oh well, um, <laughs> but but when, when you're dealing with these characters, like I'm like, you know, this this could be good. Like it could be good, and. Things, the good the good thing about the 2.0s being combinations of previous 1.0s you we're not gonna have Tina's and these uh, Mercedes where they're just totally like neglected characters I'm fine with less characters that they're not being neglected like crazy yeah like would you rather like would you rather there be like three more characters that we're just ignoring like because that's was probably gonna happen like so. sugar yeah. and sugar. oh maybe, yeah like, other people that just kind of show up sugar did make it a- she did. She didn't make it. <laughs> she did. She's like, I got paid this week, guys. Yeah. Look at this paycheck. I made one appearance. But she didn't talk. <laughs> she never had no, a I, I know. And the, can we can we touch on the Mercedes and Mike Chang reappearance just for a little Please, bit? Uh, yes. Merce- yes, absolutely. I, a Mercedes. I don't know. I, like, I hate to be like, this is the most real I've ever felt a Mercedes. But I don't know if I would be that wrong in saying. Like I was like like the little like like the little we had of her, I was like, you know, this is like real. This is real. This is Yeah, but the only my biggest disappointment is that they never addressed what they were up to. Oh, where they'd been. Oh, without yeah. question. Like, oh, like what are they doing back? 
How are they free to come back and work on Grease? Yeah, I mean, she's supposed to be, you know, forging her career in Hollywood, and that takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so the fact that they just came back, and he's supposed to be off at um, Juilliard? No, where is he? Not I don't remember Jared. where he went. I mean, and that Joffrey. was the, that was the, the issue I had exactly. I had this exact same issue that kind of felt like the they're treating these two people as they just happen to be down at the tasty freeze and and <laughs> Artie was like hey if you guys aren't doing anything this afternoon you should come direct the play and they were like sure you know it, it was because the whole thing was finn had the time because finn has a crappy job he doesn't like and he shot himself to get out of the army he no he didn't do it intentionally uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry, they're supposed slander. to be successful and have lives and be out in the world. <laughs> or at least have definitive dreams that they're going after. That was the other thing, too. Yeah, but Finn the real world doesn't doing. work like that. The real, wor- the real world is you're just floating around in the nebulous cloud that is life. And, <laughs> and you're, like, supposedly with time, you just get wiser and smarter and more successful. But Well, I mean, we're just- all still figuring it out. But, I mean, just to abandon that quest for you know this you know i don't know it's just like to help out the glee club which is was it in that much was it in that dire need of help well apparently it was in such dire need that uh schuster's gonna leave for three months (laughs) okay and fine so they bring him back it seems really implausible at least you know we see tina confront mike or mike confront tina we never see Mercedes and Sam talk. Yeah. 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 Oh, they, yeah. Like, they were, that was they sad. Like, pretend that didn't happen. They're like, oh, we don't really want to explore this, but we already set that scene to post-production. So <laughs> it's it's like, oh, let's just, yeah, that happened. Let's yeah. not talk about it again. But that's kind of Mercedes in general. Like, uh, for better yeah, or worse. Like, that's, that's a Mercedes, that's Mercedes storyline. They're like, oh, we gave her a scene yeah it kind of happened it was an accident i swear it won't happen again she i mean you know yeah mercedes for better or worse was always a token on the show she was always the token with the big voice and and we always wanted to have a true mercedes we always were looking for that true mercedes and yet we would forget that character ever existed yeah uh she never got the love she deserved like i thought there was supposed to be some kind of like time space anomaly when mercedes and unique were in the same room together or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, now, and when you think of like next season, that entire Glee Club is going to be white people. And Jake, who's well, unique. half white people. Like, yeah, and unique. So there yeah. you go. You're going to have a wall of white people and unique in the middle. Yeah. It's just going to, like that club picture I mean, is going to be have, pretty They bland. have to introduce more people. They have to, because there's not enough people for... For the rules, like oh, they know they the, threw those out. <laughs> no, 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 they, no. We they didn't because because someone was pointing out how Kitty and Ryder make it twelve. Like, yes, oh. they, again they do. So, um, what wh- and one thing, I, I, I yes, Kitty is Quintana. still a bit too. Yeah, she's still a bit too Quintana. I totally agree. That said, when Kitty. Is an amazing dancer. We learned this week. Oh my god! She has so blown a away. Fantastic voice, and she's um, tiny. I had no idea she was that short. And I think my prediction is that Kitty could be, you know, could be a character that in a couple episodes we're going to go, "Holy crap! 
thank you that you did actually add this person. There's something about her in this episode where I was thinking if they gave her real plot lines and like something to do, she could really be the character that we're missing. I love Kitty. I love Kitty. Kitty's awesome. Right now she's just too one note. Like she's yeah. just too angry and mean all the time. And and Quinn was too when she first started. Well, and Santana was. And Santana was. But then we found yeah. out why. Well, I mean, yeah. she still had her moments, but I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe we need to see her Achilles heel. Like we just need to know that okay, there is a caring, bleeding, sensitive person under there, but she's just so pinchy and so yeah. negative and not n- nice to anybody. Like I think we at least saw softer sides of Quinn. Yeah, I she mean, was as soon as Quinn got pregnant we definitely like she started to crack pretty much right away. And that's why we liked her because, you know, you always knew with Quinn that she was not as invincible as she behaved. You always knew the vulnerable side of Quinn. If for no other reason that you knew at some point she was going to have a kid and her life was going to turn upside down. So there was an aspect of it. I just, I'm waiting for when that happens with Kitty. Cause I think she could become a fantastic, fantastic character on this show as soon as they give her one other thing to talk about (laughs) like they just have to give her one more layer ed rachel what'd you say rachel i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) i think i don't know what to do about it but the difference between the rachel queen dynamic like we knew, even though we, I may have pretended at one point, I was like, oh, Rachel versus Quinn for the solos. We all knew how that was going to pan out. But the, the Marley-Kitty dynamic, like, I was like, I was really legitimately expecting it to be Kitty as the female lead and Ryder as the male lead or, or like, it's like, not, like, not how they duetted. Like duetted auditioned, I expected like a, a weird combination. They were going to split them up. I, I yeah, did that would have been fun. Well, because you know when you think about the whole dance off sing off thing was happening to hand jive, and in the movie, you know, Danny and Sandy got split up. So, yeah, I was totally expecting that it to be that you know it was going to be who they didn't want. It was going to yeah, it was going to be uh, Puck and Marley or. Um, Oh, what's her name? Kitty and, and Jake. Blake. Jacob. Oh, you mean Ryder? Ryder. Ryder. Yeah. Uh, Puck. <laughs> and my brain didn't well, he even. Is Puck. Bu- didn't even stop at it. He's literally Puck 2.0. <laughs> um, so let's play a voicemail, shall we? Uh, here's a voicemail. We've got we've got lots this week. We won't. I won't be able to play very many of them because we had technical difficulties. But we'll play as many as we can. Here is this one. Hey, Josh, Jen, and Ed. Glee's back, and so are we. So how did Glee follow up a candidate for its best episode? Mediocrity. Ta-da. Ah, Glee, we (laughs) wouldn't expect anything else. Now, I actually enjoyed large pieces of this episode, mainly the introduction of Ryder. Him and Sam are being better friends than Finn ever was. I instantly connected with him more than the other 2.0s because of his struggling with school plot. I've been there. I've felt that. I've made a connection to a new character, which in this day and age is baffling. We're all taking severe liberties in how you audition for a musical. Since when can you audition in pairs and not use a song from the musical you're auditioning for, or for the character you're auditioning for, or from any musical at all, ever? And I love how these graduates are so committed to their roots that they managed to come out for at least two weeks during midterms for a high school musical. I like to know how Artie and Finn swung that. 
I have a subject of Finn when he insulted a baby. You know at the beginning of the episode he said that he just kept waiting and hoping the car would fall on him? After he said that about Sue's baby, I was like, me too, Finn. When can we make that happen? <laughs> and then she was proud of him for standing up to Sue like that? Josh, let's see how you define Finn on this one. I'm curious. And as for the unique storyline, it feels like it has been done before. Twice, actually. It was just a way to turn Sue against the Glee Club again to get her back into the story. Plus, considering how supportive she was of Kurt and people with differences in general, it seems really out of character and disingenuous for this to send her into such a rage. This story perplexed me even more because last year the idea of Kurt wanting to play Tony was apparently laughable and outrageous. And let us bring up the puppy dog that is Darren. <laughs> I love him, but his acting in the beginning confused me. Was his depression supposed to be funny because of how far he took it or genuinely sad and depressing? Obviously, Darren did not take Cooper Anderson's advice and asked the director if the scene was supposed to be comedic or dramatic beforehand. <laughs> but we can't wait for the podcast and some glee. Bye. <laughs> I feel the same way about Gleese. I don't know why. It doesn't work for me. Jennifer, Gleese, puns, fun. I think they've done worse. <laughs> Touche. Uh, Ed, Gleese, meh. I, I think it's an okay name. Like, <laughs> like what do you want from it? <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, let's go again. Hey guys, listener Sammy here. Just a couple of things. Okay, when Brittany has a breakdown, there's a whole episode about everyone helping her. This episode, everyone was trying to help Finn. That's great, but Blaine has an emotional breakdown on stage and tells Sam that he's not eating, not sleeping, not even gelling on weekends, which is huge. No one cares. They just freak because he won't play Danny. Does Blaine have any friends or parents or anyone that acknowledges his existence? Second, all the advice people are giving Finn is terrible. They're all trying to make him feel special, but guess what? He's not. And they need to tell him that, and that uh, everyone goes through what he's going through, and maybe he should stop trying to be something he's not. And here's a thought. Go to college, like everyone else. He doesn't need to be a star to have something going on in his life. Third and finally, in what world do two sophomores get the leading roles in the school musical? Really, Glee? Anyways, can't wait to hear what you guys thought. Yeah, the the sophomores getting leads in the Glee musical, I really think is producers saying, "We will make you love these people." Like whatever it No, is. no that, that no that happened. That legit happened at my, at my high school because it's I don't know, it's just how it happened. <laughs> uh, we, our, our our people were notorious for like we're not going to just give the seniors the parts because there's a senior we're giving the best people. Which, of course, I didn't get anything. <laughs> um, also, it, I believe this is the same Sammy in the chat room said, Kitty is racist, homophobic, judgmental, and a bitch, and she hates Gryffindor, which I think she's most <laughs> angry about the last one. <laughs> I think Sammy's most offended by the last one. Uh, let's see if we can fit in one more. Uh, here is Listener Marie. Hi, Josh and Ned. This is Marie. Um... Okay, I have a lot of thoughts. I'll try to keep it short, though. I'll do my best. Um, first point, there was no Rachel or Kurt. What did you think of it? Personally, I liked it because I hate Leah Michelle or not Leah Michelle. I hate Rachel um, <laughs> <laughs> for an inexplicable reason. I think a lot of it is just because, like, she's on it, the show a lot, and I feel like I'd appreciate her more if she were on it less. Um, so, yeah, your thoughts on that. B, um... 
they I actually like this Glee Project winner. He um, seems less stupid than the other ones. I'm like, they're going to use him better. And three, this is the first time in my life I have ever liked Sven, like legitimately. And I am shocked, and I never thought it would happen. And yay, go Sven. Go Sven. That's pretty much it. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. So uh, the only other thing I can think to talk that we should probably bring up before we go is Schuster and Emma in this episode and the return of our beloved Dot Marie Jones as Coach Beast. Aww. That was super great. Um, and <laughs> there, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of writing in this episode. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. There was a lot of writing, but it was fun to have them back. And I I I thought. You know, I mean, a lot of people dislike Schuster. I would argue that he's probably people's least favorite character if you were to take a poll. But, uh, you know, he worked for me. I thought he was kind of charming. Ed, Schuster, and uh, and Emma? I was like... A long time. Oh, you, we missed the first part of that. I thought that was the best they've been for a long time. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah like, yes. like, they, like they were... Bigger confessions to Beast and Beast's analogy, and I thought like it was just very real, and 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 I don't I don't mind that she's vanishing. I don't know, I mean, but I'm definitely glad the way the way it happened. I'm, I I feel okay with their future, even if I was taciturn on the characters. I was like, you know, I'm I'm still glad that the way they're going and that the way they're still working. And yes, I still sometimes miss Terry and Sandra, but <laughs> I guess it's season four. I need to move on. I Dude, can you imagine? Because we at the end, the season finale is will be or this season. Yeah, this season, the season finale will be their wedding. We all know that's going to happen. So Terry should come back for the wedding. Wouldn't that be fun? Terry and Kendra should come. Kendra's not busy. Freaking GCB got canceled. Yeah, it, they can both come back. It did, but when you think about Terry's That'd last time on screen with that with Will, she was nice. She got American Airlines to upgrade all of the kids. You know, like got got him to fix all the kids' tickets for. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna bring her back and and you know create trouble. You know, oh, honey badger, honey badger, but uh, but yes, uh, Jennifer Schuster and Emma. I really liked this storyline because it actually addressed, you know, a legitimate issue in a very honest way, and it didn't overtake any other storylines. I thought it was really well done, and I I. I do like them. I always have. I really have. But I think in proportion, it made more sense this way. I agree. I thought it was good. <laughs> thought it was good. Uh, and that's about it for us. Ed, did we forget anything? Uh, Go ahead and take that as a no. Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> what'd you say? Am I like super cutting out? What's wrong? You it's, are. It's only when you first start talking. It's weird. Uh, and that then, is weird. Yeah. So now it's better again. Yes, it is a little better again. I think you dropped out at some point too, because my. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, okay. The time reset. I was like, uh, "This is awkward." Very strange. Well, uh, do do we have anything else, or do we hit all your favorite stuff? 
You hit, up. You hit everything. Awesome. Do you want to thank any iTunes reviewers? Uh, oh, my God. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> okay. Well, you uh, do that. It's uh, really good one. I'll just have to hit that up. I'll have to hit that up next, next week. Okay, Sorry. cool. We'll do iTunes reviewers next week. But thanks, everybody, uh, for reviewing us on iTunes. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight, you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online at uh or you can find us on twitter at gleeful podcast i'm at josh Vernell. she's at jenny b creative he's at edward giordano uh every time i hear this song i think of that stupid commercial which is pretty much how i think of all neon tree songs they've all been in a commercial uh and uh, the neon trees is a married mormon couple and i, s- I swear they've performed this many times on dancing with the stars <laughs> um, <laughs> it, like, it feels like the perfect song for that uh, you can also find our website at gleefulpodcast.com and our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search for Gleeful Podcast. And uh, that is, uh, that's how to get in touch with us. Um, we usually record on Monday nights at 7.30. So follow us on Twitter if you'd like updates on when we record. So you can tune in live. And hopefully next week it will be less drama than it was this week. Although and everything will work smoothly. Yes. Oh, well. That'll be fine. See how that goes. Okay. Uh, we'll, the, we'll lock them in the garage. Uh, for the Gleeful Podcast <laughs> with Josh, Jen, and Ed, I'm Josh. I'm Jen. Hey. Hi, Wawa. Wait, say it again. I was... oh, I said I'm Ed. Gotta have a Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Wawa is so good. You don't. You don't. You don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, Aww. we'll we'll Get see if we can fix again. all this stuff next week. Uh, good night, everyone. Hey sugar, show me all your love All you're giving me is friction Hey sugar, what you gotta say It started with